Welcome to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, registered dietitian and weight loss BFF, Lauren Hubert. Growing up as a woman, I was told that you can't care about your looks, wear whatever you want, and be successful. But honey, let me give it to you real. You can have it all. I believe women can embody strength, sexuality, and power all at the same time. And in fact, I know the harder you feel, the more successful you will be. Each week, we are changing the narrative that women can be hot and successful at the same damn time and do it in a healthy way. Hey babes, what the hell is up? Hope you guys are having a beautiful day. Welcome back to another episode of the TSN podcast. You know, today's episode is really fun. And honestly, like the woman we have on today's episode, Shan Johnson, is gonna make you wanna go on TikTok. So if you don't have TikTok, guys, this is your reminder, or your first reminder rather, to download TikTok because you guys will see what I'm talking about. Like Shan is so funny. Like when her videos pop up, I like am just so absorbed into it on TikTok. And I think she's just fucking hilarious, her and her husband. Anyway, guys, we have Shan Johnson on today's episode. Shan is the wife to NFL player Juwan Johnson. And they both have a combined TikTok account and honestly many social media profiles that they basically show the behind the scenes of their life. Um, She's really well known for like NFL wifey routines. A lot of them are satires and like totally comedy. But on today's episode, we actually dive deep into like who Shan like really is and especially just how relatable she is to her life experiences with dieting and the pressures of wanting to be a certain weight and having to be a certain weight for her sport as an NCAA gymnast at Penn State. Um, And now, you know, she's coming so into her own and I love her comedy. She definitely has the same sense of humor as me, but you know, Shan is going to be that super big motivation for you guys. If you have been told to act a certain way or just get hate in your life, whether it's on social media or, you know, whether it's just people commenting on the way you look or how you're living your life. And I think Shan's going to give you guys so much inspiration about how to start living life for yourself, how to become your hottest and healthiest version of yourself and do it in a way that makes you so excited to wake up and and go after your dreams. So you guys are going to have to follow her on her epic journey this season now that her husband is in training. Um, But now it's time for a little behind the scenes of Shan Johnson. So before we get into all things TikTok and Shan's epic confidence and style, we need to put the spotlight on her. Tell us a little about you, share your background. I want to know all things what's going on with Shan right now. Yeah, um, man, I've had a pretty crazy life. I did gymnastics my whole life. Oh my God. Yep. I, um, I started gymnastics when I was three. Holy and, shit. Yeah. And I did it till I was 23. So that was a huge part of my life. Um, I was homeschooled because of it for most of my life until high school. Um, I ended up going to college at Penn State uh, where I had a scholarship for gymnastics, which was nice. And yeah, after college, I met Juwan, my husband in college. It was kind of all over the place. Uh, I was living in LA for a while. I was a celebrity assistant and then got married to Juwan and now we're living in New Orleans and we're loving it. Um, but yeah, super quick version of my life, but it's been a ride. <laughs> yes. And I mean, like I said, we're going to get into the TikTok and like just how funny you and your husband are. Like I'm literally living for it. You're one of my favorite couples on there, but going back to the gymnastics, because that's actually really interesting. And, you know, I never played in college soccer, but for many women, when they've played like a very intense sport for you food with, you know, how many calories you're burning doing gymnastics, right? food was like probably pretty easy for you then, like many of my clients, but then you transition into real life and being an adult woman and now being married and like 
food has to change or else our body is going to completely change. And I'm sure you've had that experience, especially with gymnastics. Talk to us a little bit about that transition for you. Yeah. Um, everything I was, I was always on a diet my whole entire childhood, to be honest. Um, I did elite gymnastics, so it was very competitive. Um, and I was on a pretty strict diet my whole life. I would say by the time I reached, um, puberty is when I had to start to like, actually like focus on specifics of what I needed for my diet. Um, I went through a lot like gymnastics. It's hard. Um, you really have to like watch a lot of things. Cause you, you know, everything changes a lot just with, you know, a few pounds like with your sport, but it was a struggle. I think in high school is where it started being difficult for me. I actually really had a struggle with it. Probably senior year of high school through sophomore, junior year of college, I had an eating disorder um, from gymnastics. So that was pretty tough. Um, but once I got over that, I actually have a really great relationship with that type of thing. So I'm hundred percent just kind of enjoying life at this point, <laughs> but I, yeah, totally. But I think it took me a few years to develop a relationship with food. I think that was healthy, but now that I'm not athletic anymore, my body just kind of has a stable, happy place, which is wonderful. So yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like when I think of you, I think of like the queen of confidence and like, I'm sure you're like, Oh my God. Like if you could see her face right now, guys, like you would die. Um, but knowing you struggled with an eating disorder and then life happens, right. We overcome it, which, you know, takes many different avenues and support and and whatever you did to kind of get there. How did you become this confident woman to literally show your body, show your life, like literally invite so many people into your life on TikTok because that's a massive transformation for someone who was struggling so much with body image before. Yeah. It was a huge part of my life where I was very self-conscious, very honestly just stuck in that struggle. Um, and I don't think I, A, was able to get out of that struggle and be able to be confident the way I am now if I didn't find my way out of it. Like I kind of just stopped caring what people thought. Ooh, how did you do that though? Cause I mean, that's, I feel like the million dollar question because we can say, don't care about what other people think about you. Like, you know, hone in on what makes you fucking badass and awesome. But like, how did you actually do that? Gosh, I let what people thought about me control my life for too long. Gymnastics is literally a hundred percent what someone thinks about you. Like gymnastics is like, you do a routine and the judge says, Oh, this is how good it is. Or you do something, you, you get a scholarship and your coaches say, this is how good you are. This is what you deserve. So I kind of had to get over that hump of realizing that I decide what I care about and what I value and what I am. And that is when I started to change my mindset in life. It took a long time. I will not, I will not play with you on that one. You're not sugarcoating it. I love it. (laughs) Not at all. Honestly, just stopped, stopped caring. Um, I had to get over that hump of having my eating disorder. And that kind of put me into a place where I was like, all right, like I'm going to start to not care anymore. Cause that's kind of how I live my life was caring about everyone else. So not anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I love how you're using the, the, a huge struggle and like turning point in your life is like the motivation to make life better and like better for you. And I'm not saying like, those struggles are a bad thing, but I think so often we like dwell on the past of, you know, where we got off track or, you know, for women struggling with their weight, like when you're not loving your body, you like dwell on it so much when it's like, well, think about the other side of it. And for you, like you just focus so much on the future instead of like the past of what like was for you before. 
And now you're so confident. We have to talk about these NFL wife routines. So my first question for you, Shan, is what is it really like to be an NFL wife? Give it to us like very real. Very real. Um, (laughs) It's stressful. Um, Actually, the month of August is the most stressful month. Um, They're in camp. I barely see him. Jawan is lucky the past two years, just with everything going on in the world, they haven't had to stay in a hotel, um, which is wonderful. Um, generally they have to stay in a hotel and we never see them all of August. Um, but I've actually been able to see him at least when he gets home, he leaves around 7am and gets home around nine 30, 10 o'clock. Um, and it's been lonely and hard and it's stressful because this particular month is like evaluation month. So I would say the hardest thing about, you know, just being a, a wife in this situation is not having control. You know, cause like in my life, like everything I do, I control it. I pick when I want to do things. I pick, you know, I mean, I like kind of have, we have our own business, so we are self-employed and we do our own thing. But when it comes to Juwan's life, it's like, if he gets traded, we're moving. So it's kind of like, yeah. we have everything up in the air and it's stressful not having control, but my issue has always been control, like honing back in on like the eating disorder and stuff. I always yeah. just want control on everything. So it's kind of helping me let go of things and live a chiller life and not be so tied up all the time, but it's a lot. I actually didn't even make this connection, but my husband's a resident physician. And I think very similarly to you, his hours are crazy and like, definitely not like NFL training camp, like for athletes, especially, but like his hours are kind of similar to like being crazy. And like, you have to kind of do your own thing. And I'm sure if you're anything like me, like you found your own thing to do. And before it was like, well, what are you going to do without him here? When it's like, now it's like, you're stepping into your own. I've stepped into my own as well. And it's like, you, you make it work instead of getting so stressed out about it. For sure. And stepping into my own was like a huge thing for me. I knew what I signed up for. I married a man who does a weird job. And uh, we're, you know, we're not going to always get to choose what our life's looking like. And it's always going to be a little stressful and weird. Um, But it's also super fun and exciting at the same time. But I knew what I signed up for. And I used to have traditional jobs before jumping into this lifestyle. And they just simply don't work with the life that we have now. So I made it a point to try and do something with my life that I've always wanted to do and that I can maintain a life with him. Cause I, you know, he's obviously so important to me, um, to be able to manage that without having to put what I want to do to the side. Yeah. And you guys have been together for so long. When was it that you like fully stepped into your own, you know, hit me with the hard questions. No, that's such a good <laughs> question. That's a really hard, like I get asked so many girls, like football, girlfriends, wives, before they come into the NFL and the NFL hit me up all the time. And they're like, dang, like, how do you do what you want to do? How did you like figure out what you want? Like blah, blah, blah. It's really hard because the particular time between college and NFL is hard for the guy. And like, you kind of do have to like step to the side. Like you can do your thing, but at the same time, like he kind of has to find some kind of stability So in that time I struggled with finding what I wanted to do and like figuring out how I can go about my goals in my life. Um, so it took a few years, it took a few few years for me to, you know, get the confidence to jump out of my shell, get comfortable online, do things that I wanted to do. Cause I I actually was a teacher last year, um, before we started like school teacher. Yeah. I taught fifth grade, fifth grade. That is a tough freaking year. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. It was tough, but it's funny because literally one of the reasons that I started TikTok was because 
my fifth graders, like it, it was super popular back in like late 2019, early 2020. And they were like, Shannon, Miss Shannon, you need to get a TikTok. And I'm like, nah, like all it was, like all I knew of TikTok was these little kids who were doing dances and like whatever. And so I was like, no, I'm not gonna do that. But then I made one and it just, you know, it skyrocketed. And now I get to like jump into what I've always wanted to do. But yeah, took a few years um, of confidence growth, but I'm here. (laughs) You are here, baby. Um, And so when you and Juwan met, um, I know it was back in college and you've kind of been through this whole transition with him. Um, So funny, actually, when I was at Florida State as a dietitian, I worked a little bit with the sports nutrition department. So I'm very, very familiar, very familiar with not just how athletes eat, but especially football players, especially during training camp and when they're working out so much. How has that been for you? Because many women listening to the show struggle with what I call like husband or boyfriend portions when it's like your man is eating so much differently than you. And it's not that women need to always eat less than the man, but when your husband is like a professional athlete, let's be real. Like your diet is probably a little bit different than his. How have you navigated that? Um, I'm not going to lie to you. Being with Juwan is a huge reason why I did get over my struggles with eating. Um, I used to be very scared of food and like, you know, I had to learn how to realize it's not going to kill me kind of like, um, absolutely. which is, which is something that I really struggled with a lot. And when I first started dating Juwan is when I first started eating like normal food again. Um, oh, cause you saw him eating quote unquote normal food and having such big variety. Cause he really has to with his activity. Yeah. And I really liked the guy. And I was like, I don't like, he didn't know until like a year later, I didn't tell him anything I was struggling with. Not maybe not a year, maybe like six months later. But when we first started going on like our first few dates and stuff, like I'd call my mom after and be like, mom, I just had a real Coke. Like it wasn't diet or I just had like a piece of pizza, like things like that. So like, I do think that being with a man who eats a lot and eats like kind of comfortably is, is good for the women to think about like it's okay like food's like all okay but at the same time once I got into like a healthy mode I did have to you know make sure that I'm not eating you know the whole pizza with him (laughs) um well I'm thinking of shamelessly your TikTok video and I never know what's like true or not because like you're such a comedian like let's be real (laughs) um and there was this video with I think making like eggs and like sugar and like all this stuff I'm like is he really eating that? Cause like, I wouldn't be surprised if he was, but also like, is that just a joke? And like, how do you navigate that? Right. I love that one. It was so funny. Um, unfortunately he does eat that way. <laughs> so I oftentimes cook two separate things. So like, if I want eggs, I will make my eggs normal with, you know, delicious salt and pepper and salt foods. And I will go put syrup and sugar and other things onto his and I'll just let him have what he likes and I'll have what I like, but he does eat sugar and syrup on his eggs. I'm all for sugar and fun. Like, let's be real. If there's anything to know about TSN and what I do, but I've never had that on eggs. That's, that would be a first for me. Oh gosh. It's, it's an interesting one. Um, have you tried it? Oh yeah. It's okay. It's not my <laughs> Sorry, but he loves it. And you know, he, he's a dessert guy. Like he'll eat ice cream every day. Like he eats so much. Like this man, I mean, he's also in training camp. He'll go outside and train for a few hours. He'll come back 15 pounds lighter from one training. Yeah. He does need to obviously fuel his body, but he doesn't do it in the best way all the time. He definitely has lots of sugar. He's a sugar man. (laughs) 
Well, especially with all the exercise, he's using a lot of sugar. So that's good news. Absolutely. (laughs) But I know you mentioned before, like this healthy, like you had this transition with like disordered eating, struggling with like your worth with food, being able to like overcome what I call almost like fear foods, right? Like, like being able to like have a regular Coke or foods, higher calorie and like not feel like an asshole about and feel bad about yourself. Right. And then now you transition into like this healthy mode. When did you decide, was there like a moment you decided you wanted to become healthier because you know, that first phase was overcoming the struggle you had with food. And then it's now sounds like you're in a a maintenance, just really happy place with your body, but you do care about the healthfulness is what I'm hearing. Yeah. I think that there was a few things that just kind of flipped the switch for me. A, my body had drastically changed. Um, just like a lot of daily functions just were not the same. Gymnastics was impossible. You know, like I, I tried to do stuff that I could do since I was four and I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Like super low energy, super low, just kind of like, okay. Like I, if I want to continue, cause at that point I was a freshman in college, it was the beginning of my whole NCAA journey. Like I knew if I wanted to continue that I'd have to do what's right for my body. And it kind of flipped the switch for me. Like, okay, this is healthy eating. Like when I do these things, like my nutritionist kind of just gave me some things that like, this is what you should like. Honestly, they had to tell me like, this is, this is the type of food you should have for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack. Like I needed someone to re teach me the way honestly eating went. Um, and when I started to do that, I noticed a physical difference and that's when I was like, okay, this is what I need to do. It it was kind of a learning thing and it took time. Um, but I slowly got into a place where I was like, oh, like these foods make me feel this way. And it's funny because I I guess I just totally forgot that, you know, food really does affect your body. Like it's all about function. So yeah. It's literal fuel, right? Yeah. And I love how you say like you got taught about nutrition, especially with Penn State, NCAA, like you're obviously working with like a dietitian, which is fabulous. I love it. Um, But, you know, so often we're just told to eat a certain way when it's like you have to learn how to eat and it's for yourself and it's going to look different than people in your life and around you. And that's okay. Oh, yeah. Throughout my whole journey, like um, I had to gain weight. I had to gain, honestly, 40 pounds. So I, at first was eating a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton. And then your brain, like food and your brain, like have this connection that I like, it's really crazy how much it's connected. And like, at first I had to eat a ton. So then after month one, I gained enough weight. Now I can like bring it down and start to like change my diet into a more healthy, whatever. And then I had to learn how to eat less, like not less, but like the first month I'm over here eating like huge meals. And then month two, I'm like getting more and more normal, but it's just like getting to that healthy place where I'm like, my body's happy. Um, so it's all about for me now, just like being comfy in my body. I don't really look at calories anymore, to be honest. Um, as you shouldn't, right. We want to get to this phase. I always say like, even if you have calorie counted before, like had some sort of awareness with portion sizes, like like I don't calorie count, even though my clients do like, we need to get to this place where food is like simple and easy. And it's more about, okay, what do I want? Ask ourselves that question too. Yeah. And I remember sitting in, um, I went to so many different specialists at that time. And I remember sitting in the office and I was like, the doctor was telling me that there's going to be a day where I don't think about calories anymore. And I was like bawling my eyes out and I'm like, no, that's not true. Like, I can't stop thinking like, you know, and it's just funny. Cause like, I really don't anymore. Like I can still tell you the calories on every menu item at Starbucks because I have it ingrained in my in my brain. But I wow, girlfriend, wait, how did I not know you love Starbucks? I am obsessed with Starbucks. 
I love it. The pumpkin spice is back. So I'm so ready. <laughs> Girl, if I go across to my kitchen, I have the leftover pumpkin. Um, what did I get? The pumpkin cream cold brew, but like I have a swap for it that makes it a little bit lower calorie, right? Um, but it's really good. Ah, so yummy. Oh my goodness. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about your confidence and especially like with your style. Like, have you always like super loved fashion, or is that like more of like a new thing for you? Always super loved fashion. Um, I was I was kind of shy, I would say high school, beginning of college. Um, cause I was homeschooled my whole life. So I didn't really like, yeah, wait, that is like wild. And I feel like there's a big stigma with homeschooling too, where it's like, you don't interact with people and I'm not sure kind of your experience with it, but, and I'm sure you interact with people, especially with sports. Um, but how was that? I was an elite gymnast. So we'd have to go to the Olympic training center, um, every month for a week. So oh. just with that type of schedule, pretty much every elite gymnast was homeschooled. So yeah. I did interact a lot with the girls and like, I got to travel once a month and see people. But when it came to normal life, socializing, I was not there. Um, <laughs> I was just very much so young in like my mind. Like I was just so young spirited, I think I, I would say, but my, I was always eager to like be like different and be exciting and be fun and like have a style. And by the time I got to college, I started branching out a little bit. And honestly, it was throughout the time that I developed more confidence in myself that I just started doing what I wanted, wearing what I wanted, like doing life, however I felt was cool for me. Um, so yeah, now I'm like, where it's funny because to these football games, everyone keeps talking about what they want to wear. And they're like, we're going to wear the Jersey. And then we're going to wear like, <laughs> like gold boots to match the saints, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, girl, you do that, but I'm going to wear my pink fur dress and Wait, yes, I'm obsessed, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I don't know. I just like being different and yeah. it makes me feel confident being different. I, I like to stand out when it comes to fashion and stuff. So it's kind of fun. Like once you get that confidence, it, it's really fun to just pop out, but <laughs> Yeah. And it's like not being what like society wants you to be. Like we're told to dress a certain way, act a certain way. There's certain things you have to say. And it's like, well, especially for me, like as a dietitian, like I swear, like, why should I simmer down how I usually talk just because of what you do for a living or whatever it could be. It's like, just be who you are. Yeah, totally. And I think that that's, I mean, that's a place where I'm very lucky because what I do is like you know, trend, like on trend, I always have to like, very on trend, <laughs> but I will say, even when I was teaching and stuff, like I would have a good time. Like I started realizing that a lot of my expression and self-expression comes from my fashion and my confidence is displayed through like how I present myself. So I just started having a good old time with my fashion and like doing stuff as a teacher or whatever. I mean, obviously there were some constraints for dress code and stuff, but yes, which I understand um, a little bit, <laughs> a little, I guess, but I don't know. I just think that everyone's different. Like that's a thing that I had to get in my head when it comes to what, how you look at the human, how you dress, like everything, like you are meant to be you, like you're meant to be different. So trying to adjust yourself to look like everyone else is only messing up your uniqueness. So. Yeah. Well, I think it messes with your brain, honestly, like back, you know, not now, hopefully not going with, right. But back before I had the confidence I even had, like, I tried to be not other people, but like, I still was holding on to like what other people, like what I thought that they should think of me and like trying to act a certain way when it's like, 
it, when you're yourself, that's when like your truest use like is going to shine through. And I know that's like very corny and I don't like corny stuff, but it is true. And I think, especially when it comes to like business and social media, like if you're not yourself, it eventually is going to catch up to you as well. Oh my gosh. I'll catch up to you. And then you're going to live your life being something you're not. And you're going to be like, dang, now I have to start over to be what I want to be. It's a struggle to get to that point where you are confident, you know, but I, you know, I wish people would talk about the process more. Cause I think a lot of times there's like a highlight reel when it comes to social media and stuff and you see everyone's like happy side, but that's why on like social media, we try to show everything as much as we can. So, yeah. Yeah. When did you start posting on TikTok? So it was, you were a teacher posting a little bit on there, like teacher talk, we'll call it. Um, I don't know what they call it now. And then when did you like transition into showing like your relationship? So actually Juwan's football agency hit us up in June, 2020. And I stopped teaching in May when the school year ended. Um, June, 2020, they kind of was talking to the whole um, agency just saying like, Hey, TikTok's getting big. Like you guys should hop on whatever, if you want to. And we were like, all right. So we posted a little <laughs> cooking video of us making tacos. <laughs> and that was in June. Um, we posted like once that month, July comes around, we posted a few times. And I think August was our first video that went viral. So technically we started June, 2020. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And then how did it evolve into like all of this? Like, I don't even know what to call it, like comedy, but like, like I love TikTok accounts like yours that are like, just so yourself, but also like not feeding off the haters. Cause I think TikTok's different with haters than Instagram is, but it's like trolls are like people like commenting and like, they're being so serious about how much they hate you, but you're like, haha, like, that's not, that's funny. Like I'm laughing in your face. Like, how did you get to that? Um, I really was affected by the way people were talking about me. I think specifically the first amount, the first hate that we got, like we go through phases of hate, right? So the first chunk of time that we were getting hate, it was about us being an interracial couple. Oh my Um, goodness. (laughs) Yeah. Which was, it's something that we get all the time, but people were just like very judgmental of me being white. And so they would like make fun of like what I looked like and um, like, why is he with her blah, blah, blah. or like say so like, I remember it was so stupid, but I was bawling my eyes out because everyone was commenting that I looked orange in this one video, which is so stupid. Now I look back at it. And I'm like, why did I care? Like people literally tell me terrible things now. Like it's funny how back then that's what I thought was bad. Absolutely. But people were telling me I looked orange and I was over there crying. I was so sad. And it was like our first viral video. And I was like, dang, like these people are really affecting me. And it took me a long time to not care anymore. So then by the time I stopped caring, I had been making jokes out of the hate. So my healing from it all was kind of making fun of it. Mm-hmm. And now it enhanced, like our videos do so good when we make fun of hate. So we're like, we might as well laugh at it. It builds our brand. Uh, you're only helping us if you're going <laughs> to Literally, I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah. And this is all reminding me of like, especially women who are struggling with their weight and maybe they are working towards a more healthier body. Maybe it's an aesthetic goal or whatever it could be when you're really insecure about how you look and people comment on the way that you look. I mean, fat shaming is a very, very real thing. And I think a lot of people like skirt around the topic, but it's like, it happens in this day and age as well. Oh, it's so bad. I get that all the time, actually. Um, which is funny because 
it's not like I'm overweight at all. Do you know what I mean? And it, it hurts me because I'm like, Oh, I know the way girls think like having gone through what I've been through. It yeah. makes me mad that if that's what's happened to me, I know it's happening to people. And it's just like, like it freaks me out. It makes me yeah. Mad. And imagine when you're not strong and you're getting that, you know, yeah. you're, you're in such an amazing place now, but like, imagine you, you know, even myself a few years ago, like when, when we both struggled with our, our weight and food, like when you're getting those types of comments, like what the fuck are you supposed to do with them? Yeah, honestly, the thing that we're getting, like, I, again, I laugh at it. That's how I handle people handle things differently. Some people ignore their hate comments and like pretend it's not there. And that's very helpful for some people. I have been getting so much hate comments lately. My thing has been, we've been talking about how we want to have kids a lot recently. And so we've been talking about me getting pregnant and just like kind of joking around with it and talking about it. And so many people are like, you're not going to be able to lose the baby weight. Don't I highly Wait, saying that to you right now. Yes. They're like, Oh, I highly recommend that you don't have kids. Like you're not going to look good after you won't bounce back. Blah blah blah. And like, that's like the trending, like hate comment on our page right now. And it's just funny. Cause it's like, they'll say it to anyone. So the people like that are getting it, like, I hope don't take it too personal because they are literally like people creating fake accounts, literally hoping to make people mad. Like TikTok has so many troll accounts. I feel like it sucks, but almost more than Instagram, because you can hide your identity on TikTok. Like Instagram, you go, you see your page, it's all these pictures. Like TikTok, it can be user number one, two, seven, five, blah, blah, blah. With no profile picture, just like spewing hate. Yeah. And honestly, I think whether it's on social media, whether it's like someone in your family or a friend or like someone you don't even know, like spewing hate towards you. I'm a big believer when like, and I even catch myself in this, but like when you're focusing so much on the hate that you're receiving or like the negativity others are putting on in your life is actually taking away from what you should be working on towards your goals, your dreams, your aspirations. So my biggest advice is, you know, taking whatever hate it is and then thinking about what you can be doing to get you towards your goals or wherever you want to be at. Um, and honestly, people like people are always going to have an opinion and it's going back to what you said before, like you're doing this for you and your happiness. And, you know, this is about you. It's not about them. Right. It's like making your life about someone else. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. And it's like, why would I do that? Yeah. It's about me. I'm the center of attention. Yeah. Well, I have to ask, and I'm sure you're, there's some things maybe you can't tell us yet, but what's next for you guys? Like what's on the horizon? Gosh, there's so many goals we have. I love it. We've been super blessed. We've only been doing TikTok a year. So like we have a lot of future ahead of us. Um, Lots of fun brands we're working with um, over the next few months that we're excited about. Um, we're, we're working with some fashion brands right now that are super fun. We're excited about, um, which is cool because it's down my alley. Yeah. I mean, that's literally right up your alley. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's fun. We're loving that. We're looking into doing maybe reality type stuff. We're excited for football season and more football like NFL wife routines we're going to be doing. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We're, we're only expanding from here. So we're excited. We can't wait. Um, this is going to be our first year of NFL season that we're on TikTok. Like last year, we weren't really doing it until like maybe midway through season. So we're excited to start the year strong and have fun, honestly. Make it a good time. Yeah. Can you explain your NFL wife routines for people who, some of my followers, if they're not on TikTok, which they're going to go on TikTok after this, um, can you explain what that is? Because I know how funny it is, but I wanted to hear from you. So I will say it was very much so satire last year. 
Um, <laughs> we were getting so much hate just about how like, like anytime anyone's an NFL wife, you're pretty much labeled as a gold digger who doesn't do anything and is only with him for his money and blah, blah, blah. Just that type of thing. So I, I went and I ran with it because people like started to say that I'm like, I do everything for him. I pretty much just like work for him and he pays for everything, blah, blah, blah. So last year we kind of walked through a normal day. It was a normal day in our, in our life, but I would add in very much so satire about how he made me work. Um, like cooking for him with the sugar and um, cleaning his car with the toothbrush or something stupid. Um, I think I saw the toothbrush one. I was thinking of you in the car doing something in there. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Obviously it's not true. That's, that's a joke, but I mean, when it comes to just the daily experience, um, I'm going to continue doing NFL wife routine, explaining um, game day again um, this year, you know, kind of just, starts off with him being in a hotel and then me getting ready, going to brunch with the girls, going to the game, having a good time, maybe dinner after like just the whole like behind the scenes vibe because people like to see like what we do. Honestly, I don't know why. I, mean, I guess we're interesting enough for people to care, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like we are, but people like it. So I love it. I love it. Well, amazing. Where can we find you? Instagram is Shannon Johnson, C-H-A-N-E-N. Everyone gets my name wrong, but it's Shannon. I even got it wrong, ladies, but we can all recover. <laughs> no worries. It's very interesting. And then our TikTok is Jew and Chan. And we have a YouTube channel, which is also Jew and Chan, which we need to do better about posting on. But Well, we will hold you accountable to that. I want to see you on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Well, that is all, ladies. Thank you, Shan. Thank you.